Good morning, everybody, um, and welcome on this, uh, yeah, rather rainy day, but um, yeah, we do need the rain, don't we, from time to time. So. <laughs> Perhaps not quite as much as we had yesterday morning, but uh, yeah, it, we do need it. So welcome to everybody in the sanctuary. I think week by week there are, are more people coming along, which is, is great. And welcome to you on, on Zoom. Um, we're starting a new series this morning about the, the Holy Spirit and uh, the title of, of today's um, uh, section is The Seal and Guarantee of the Spirit. Uh, so we'll be hearing a bit more about that, uh, about that later on. I haven't been asked to, to give any notices, but what I would like to say is, that depending on where you sit, I don't know whether you can see them, but we have two beautiful new banners at the front of the church. Um, musical ones. This one says, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. And it has on it um, a keyboard and a microphone and a drum. And then over here, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. And they're beautiful. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you for responding to God's prompting in producing these banners. They're, they're so beautiful and so helpful to us. So thank you for that. And um, yeah, I'm going to invite us all now to, to do just that, to sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. I'm afraid that uh, as, as before, if you're singing in the sanctuary, you do need to wear a mask. Um, but yeah, let's sing and make music from our hearts to the Lord.
As the Spirit leads, would you, let's join with the moon and the stars in declaring who he is. 
if you wish to to sing out those or sing or, or speak out those declarations please do if you're in the sanctuary if you put your hand up uh, nigel will come with the mic if you're at home unmute yourself let's just bring to to that god continue to bring to god um, our praises for who he is declare who he is From Paul's letter to the Romans, we know that in everything God works for good with those who love him, those who are called according to his purpose, for those who in foreknew he pressed also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Those he called, he also justified, and those he justified, he also glorified. If God is for us, who can be against us? God, who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not give us all things with him? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? In all things we are conquerors through him who loves us. Nothing will separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I'm reading from Psalm 24, and I'm reading from verse 1 saying, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it upon the face of the sea and established it upon the waters. He who, who may ascend the hills of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place. The Bible says that he who has clean hands and pure hearts and who has not lifted up his soul in any idol or sworn by what for prophet. He will receive the blessings from the Lord and the vocation from the God, his savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O Lord of Jacob. Amen. Amen. From Psalm 111. I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the counsel of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. The work of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are steadfast forever and ever, done in faithfulness and uprightness. He provides redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Amen. Dear Lord, you have released us, enabled us, reckless outpourings of love. 
I pray for what this is about today to be filled, all of us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I praise you, Lord. Amen. <laughs> Lord Jesus, we've sung this morning about how holy you are and how majestic and how wonderful and all of those things are true, Lord. You are an amazing God. You're a wonderful saviour. But Father, what touches my heart most of all is that knowing me as you do, knowing all of us as you do, knowing how we think and speak and the things we say and, the, and just everything about us, every detail of our lives, Lord, even when we don't talk to you, even when we don't think of you, Lord, all those times you still love and think and want us to be close. And I just praise you and thank you that you are so faithful to us, Lord. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Praise you. Amen. Lord, we've sung forever my heart will sing of how great you are. May that be true for each one of us. May we never forget how great you are, how much we owe you, how holy you are. And as Sally has said, that you love us, not because of who we are, but despite who we are sometimes. We thank you for that love. And part of that love and part of that faithfulness is that God asks us to, to bring our requests to him. And so there's a, a time now for intercessory prayer time for prayer for others um, people perhaps in your family or in the fellowship or wider situations let's let's bring our petitions and our requests to our wonderful loving god Yeah, loving God, we do lift uh, those in the fellowship who need a special touch of your healing at this time. We, Lord, we lift up Celia as she recovers from her uh, operation. Just pray, Lord, that that the wound would uh, settle down and that you would bring uh, healing and strength uh, to, to uh, surgery that she's had. Lord, we also pray for Janet Mills as she now uh, isolates in Ashford Hospital for the next 10 days. Lord, we pray Lord, you give her uh, patience um, um, and that, Lord, the swelling in her hand would continue to diminish and that, uh, Lord, you bring healing uh, to her. Lord, just give her patience. And I pray, Lord, for the care that she will need uh, when she returns home. But, Lord, for your provision there, we pray. Lord, also for, for Ron and Alice and the situation there, we just pray, Lord, for the family as they seek to support Ron and, and Alice, that you give them wisdom and strength and Lord, that the care and support that they need. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 34 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant.
their faces are never covered with shame. The poor man called on and the Lord heard him. He saves him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Father God, we thank you that you are a God that camps around us, that you deliver us from our, our, our woes and, and you protect us. And we just lift up all of those in the family and further afield that, that need your protection and your healing power. Your word says that you will heal and we believe in a God that answers prayer. Your word says that you hear our cries. So we just uh, cry out to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, when we look at the news, we see many disturbing things happening. We think of the fires in, in Greece and in other places where people are in danger of losing their homes, their possessions, maybe even their lives, Lord. And we ask that you would be in that, those situations, that you would put out these fires, Lord, and that uh, you would be known to to those living in those those conditions lord um, that they would somehow know your peace in the midst of it all and only a few weeks ago um, we heard from our link missionaries who've been in afghanistan for a number of years and we hear many disturbing things about the advance of the taliban and so we bring that country to you lord again we ask that you would be sovereign there, that you would stay the hand of, of ungodly, on ungodly people, Lord, that you would just bring your protection to those in that country who need it. We pray for the Christians there, Lord, that uh, they, may, they may have boldness in the midst of dreadful threats, Lord, and we ask that you would be merciful to the people of Afghanistan, that you would be sovereign in that situation. And we thank you, Lord, that you have heard each and every prayer, spoken and unspoken. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, at this point in the service, um, we would normally have one of Mark's wonderful videos. And um, he's having a, a little bit of a break from those, um, not because he's sitting twiddling his thumbs, but because uh, he's organising Let's Do Takeaway Lunch two days a week for, for the whole of August. And so I think it's, it's right that um, he has a bit of a break from these. Um, the downside is that I've been asked to do something. Um, so if you're expecting something along the lines of what Mark's been doing, I'm afraid you're not going to get it. 
Um, but I will do my best. Um, so I imagine I'm not the only one. Um, some of the younger ones might find this difficult to believe, but there was a time before emails, before text messages, before Facebook, before WhatsApp, before Instagram, before Twitter, before Zoom, before any of these things, when we wrote letters. <laughs> Remember those? You got a notepad and you got a pen and you wrote your letter and you put it in an envelope and you sealed it and you addressed it, put a stamp on it and sent it. If it was a lovey-dovey one, you might even have put S-W-A-L-K, swalk across the back. Do any of you remember that? Sealed with a loving kiss before you put it in the post box. So that was way, way back. <laughs> even further back, people used to put a wax seal on a letter I can't remember that, that's before my time. Um, but we're going to see a little video clip um, with a lady called Kate Cunningham, who is an author. And she has written some books about Vlad Flea. And Vlad, um, I haven't actually read any of the books, but my understanding is that Vlad goes to all sorts of historical events and there's a book written about them. And so we're just going to see, oh, and um, Kate and Vlad go into schools and talk to the school pupils. So we're just going to see or listen, watch and listen to, to Kate describing how Vlad... Flea always writes to the children after his visit and I help him seal it with sealing wax. So here's the letter that he has written. I'm going to fold it up so I can put a seal across it and stop anyone else opening it. I'm going to use some sealing wax and I always cut it into little pieces to make it easier to melt. A candle to heat it up and a spoon to hold it over the candle. And I use the seal ring that I take into class and have shown the children during the session. So I'm going to put the pieces of sealing wax into the spoon And to heat them up and make them liquid, I'm going to put it over the candle flame. Now that the wax is liquid, I'm going to pour it onto the point where the letter overlaps. Take the seal ring and press it into the wax. I just need to leave it there for a moment to set. And there's the picture of the seal ring. And the letter's all closed, so only the class can open it. Vlad seals his letters to, to the children. Um, you can also hold the, the sealing wax into onto the flame and, and use it that way uh, without putting it in a spoon. Um, so the letter there was, was sealed. 
And sometimes you saw she had a ring, sometimes there's a crest or, or a kind of emblem or a badge on it. And that identified the sender of the letter. So if you like, um, you know, they were the ones who, who owned the letter to start with, they, they had written it. And anybody could look at that, that seal, that emblem and see who had written it. They knew who this letter had come from, who it had belonged to. It identified the, the writer. Sometimes you get seals on documents. And they show that the document is, is genuine, it's real. Uh, the document might be an agreement between maybe between two people or between two companies or even between two countries. And it was an agreement that was meant to last. That was why it was sealed like this. It was important, it was meant to last. I've got something here. I know that uh, many of you know that my husband, George, has his own company. And when he started up the company just over 20 years ago, we were given a company seal, which is this. And it looks a bit like a hole punch, but it's not, it doesn't make holes. And the other side is here. You can see it's got two plates and they say on it, Eurotech Refining Services Limited. And one side is raised up and the other side is kind of hollowed out. And it goes in here. And then you can slip your paper in between, press it down, and it comes out with the seal. The paper, um, is, I suppose it's embossed, it says on it, Eurotech Refining Services Limited. And that can be used uh, to show that any documents that have that seal on it are genuine and they belong to Eurotech Refining Services Limited. And that got me thinking, what other sort of things are sealed? And we have bags like this, don't we? They have a seal on them. Something in it and then you seal it. And once it's sealed, whatever is in there is protected. It's protected from falling out and getting lost. And it's protected from anything getting in there that shouldn't. Um, either something that just doesn't belong there or something that's harmful, sort of germs or something, if you've got food in there. The contents are protected by this seal along the top. And that can apply to all sorts of things. Bottles and tins and jars are sealed. And you sometimes see, don't you, on a, on a jar, there's a little seal that can pop up and it says, don't open it if it's already popped up. Um, as this is an all age talk, um, got other things that can be sealed here. We've got bottles of wine, they can be sealed in different ways. And again, they, they might have some kind of seal on it to show that it's a genuine product. 
um, and to show that it hasn't been tampered with, nothing has, it hasn't been opened and something harmful put in. It is what it's supposed to be and the contents are protected. And sometimes labels can be made to look like seals. Labels on, on um, things that you buy. Um, we've got here high quality, 100% guaranteed. And the other one, top quality guaranteed. Sometimes you even get a, a sort of little plastic thing attached to the bottle or the jar or whatever it is. And it says guaranteed. And a guarantee, that's kind of like a promise, isn't it? It's a promise that whatever is in there is of high quality. And it means that the, the maker, whichever company or person produced these items is proud of what they produced. And what they have produced is special to them. And it's a promise that whatever that thing is, whether it's something that you eat, something you drink, whether it's a watch that you buy, whether it's a washing machine, even a new house, it's a promise that whatever it is will be of good quality. And so seals yeah, can be used for, for different things. And it's a bit like the Holy Spirit, because when we become Christians and we give our lives to Jesus and we, we tell him that we don't want to, to live our way, we want to live his way, then, and when we open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit, he comes and he lives in us, in our hearts. And we read in the Bible that we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. And Martin will be telling us a bit more about that later. So just as we've seen with sealing wax, with bags, with containers, with guarantees, with our company seal, the Holy Spirit seals us and that shows proves that we belong to jesus and it's a promise that we'll be kept safe in jesus it shows us it tells us reminds us that we are made by god and that he's proud of his creation and that we are precious to jesus and that he wants to keep us safe wants us to seal us in, in our hearts. And just like these guarantees that are, are like a promise, the seal of the Holy Spirit is a promise for each one of us that God will always love us. And that uh, one day we will be with him forever. It's a guarantee like that, 100% guaranteed. It is a promise that is true and that's faithful that one day we will be with Jesus if we are a Christian and if we are sealed um, by the Holy Spirit. So, thank you. Sarah's now going to bring us the reading. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. 
In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. I need to come back here anyway because I've taken away Martin's notes by mistake. Let, let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that the Godhead exists as a trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we ask for your anointing we ask for the anointing of the Spirit on, on Martin now as he comes to, to deliver what you want us to hear. And would you anoint us, Lord, as we, as we hear this word. And Jesus, you told us that the Spirit would be the comforter. And so I just pray that no one will be dubious or feel uncomfortable at the thought of the Holy Spirit. We need you, Holy Spirit. And we ask now that uh, you would give us ears to hear and hearts to obey what you have to say to us now. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Thank you so much, Alison, especially for that um, great illustration of the, the seal. My job is virtually done, isn't it? But that was... <laughs> That was great. So thank you so much uh, for that. Um, a few months ago in lockdown, I don't know if you went through this, but I, I got to that point where I was just fed up. Um, anybody else get fed up in lockdown? Yeah, yeah, a few of you, yeah. Me too. Felt dry, I felt flat, um, and uh, my relationship with God, I, I felt it got a bit flat and, and dry. And a large part of this was that I was, I guess I was missing, um, like we all, uh, have been fellowship um, and worship of being together with, with God's people in, in community. Nothing can take the place of being with others, can it? Um, the things that we enjoy most, um, gifts, trips out, meals, holidays, they're all great because, not because of the place that you're going to or the gift itself or the meal, they're often made great because of the people that you're sharing with. It's the presence of people, isn't it, that makes things uh, memorable. When we're ill, <clears throat> we need more than words. We need the presence of people uh, with us, don't we? We need their encouragement. Um, that's because God has made us to be social people. Um, God himself is a, a community of persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God is one and yet three persons. That's the mystery of the Trinity, isn't it? He is in relationship, Father, Son, and Spirit. 
And God made us to be in relationship with him, didn't he? He made us in his own image for um, friendship, for love, for community. He's a personal being. Um, but unfortunately, ever since Adam and Eve first sinned and were excluded from the Garden of Eden, we have been excluded from God's presence. We're not able as human beings to just walk into the presence of God and as Adam and Eve did in the garden. Um, we've been separated from God. But praise God that he planned always to send Jesus to restore us into relationship with himself. Um, so Jesus came into the world, God in human flesh, to give us the invitation to know God. And um, to be a Christian is to have come to that place in your life where you say, God, I want to know you as my father in heaven. And I want to know you through Jesus who died for my sin and who rose again. And I want to know you through the Holy Spirit coming to live in me. So if you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit has come to live in you. You have trusted in Jesus. You have reached out to the Father and the Holy Spirit has come to live in you. Heaven has come to earth in your very being. Isn't that wonderful? That God lives in you if you're a Christian. That is how personal and intimate a relationship with God is. It is God, the Spirit, living in you. Um, we, we have little difficulty in picturing uh, God the Father as a person. After all, the clue is in the title, Father, isn't it? Um, we have little problem with picturing Jesus as a person. The clue is in the title, the Son. But also Jesus revealed the Father by coming to earth, didn't he? He showed us what God the Father is like in his words, in his teachings, and in his miracles, and in his love. Um, but the, the name Holy Spirit seems to imply ghost or force. Um, I cringe when I hear people saying, uh, calling the Holy Spirit it, because he's not an it, he's a he, isn't he? It's what the Bible says consistently. He's not a force or a, a, a ghost. He is a person. Jesus calls him he, counselor, comforter, advocate. He, he is part of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We have various pictures on the wall here. We have fire and we have a dove, and there's a dove up here, beautiful banner. And uh, that reminds us that um, there are metaphors in the Bible that help us to understand the work of the spirit. Um, water, fire, the dove, signifying uh, holiness, the fire and the peace of the dove and the refreshing nature of water. These are all helpful pictures, but none of them tell us, do they, that the Holy Spirit is also a person. But Jesus calls the Holy Spirit a person, um, a comforter, the counselor, the one who comes alongside. This is what Jesus says in John 14, uh, verse 16. Is it too soon to have that picture up? I don't know. Is it too soon? Is the pain still there? And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. Now, I chose that picture of Gareth Southgate comforting uh, Saka after he missed the uh, penalty, because a key part of the work of the Holy Spirit is he comes alongside to offer God's counsel and comfort, doesn't he? If we are depressed or sad or doubting or fearful or struggling or despondent, the Holy Spirit reminds us 
who God is, particularly through the Bible. He reminds us of God's promises and he reassures us that God loves us and that God is with us, whatever we're going through. If you like, the Holy Spirit puts his arm around us and he says, I love you. It's okay. You're mine, right? Mm -hmm. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. There are many other things that the Holy Spirit does as well. But I want to focus today on his personal counseling or comforting. Um, the fact that he seals us and guarantees us is a sign that God loves us. And he, God wants each one of us as Christians to know that we belong to him. That's good news, isn't it? Yeah. God wants each one of us as Christians to know that we, his name is on us, that he's guaranteed us. He wants us to be confident, bold, and full of joy and peace and love. Isn't that good news? That's why he seals us and guarantees us with his Holy Spirit. I wonder, um, I wonder if all of you watching on Zoom or all of you here, have you come to that place in your life where you've trusted in Jesus, you've invited Jesus into your life to be King and Lord, and you've received the Holy Spirit? I don't want to take this for granted. Um, you might call me simplistic, but I don't want to take this for granted. There may be someone listening today, watching today, who's not yet received Jesus into their heart, who's not yet received the seal of the Holy Spirit, who doesn't yet have that personal relationship with God through Jesus. And so I want to give an opportunity for that person to accept Jesus at the end of this service. But Paul's teaching is this in Ephesians chapter one, that all the blessings that are listed there in chapter one, and you can read them yourself, and we're not going to go through them today. All of those blessings, including we've been chosen in Christ. God chose us before he created the world. Try and get your head around that to be saved and to be one of his children. That he's forgiven us from our sin. That he's redeemed us. He's paid the price of, of slavery, of death for us by sending Jesus to die for us. He's sealed us and guaranteed us with his Holy Spirit. He's given us an in eternal inheritance in heaven. All of these blessings, the Holy Spirit wants to make real in your life and my life. Isn't that wonderful? These are not just facts on a page. These are things that the Holy Spirit wants you to know are yours in Christ. All of this, all of these blessings, all of this lavish blessing of God is yours and can be known and experienced and enjoyed and delighted in through the Holy Spirit. So being a Christian, folks, is good because you are blessed beyond your wildest dreams and you can know that blessing through the Holy Spirit in you. Do you believe that this morning? Yes. Good. Let's carry on then. When we feel flat and down and insecure and anxious, what do we do? What do we do? I think we should turn to the Holy Spirit and say, I'm feeling flat and a bit tired, a bit weary, a bit down in the dumps, a bit despondent, a bit anxious. And I want to know you more. I want more of you in my life. That's a great prayer to pray, isn't it? More of you, Lord. More of you. 
We all have those dry seasons, don't we? Gosh, has this season been dry? Lockdown? Or am I missing something? Goodness me. Gosh, it was dry, wasn't it? Tedious. Uh, frustrating. Isn't it wonderful to sing? Oh, it's the first time I've um, stood down there um, and sung. It was like, oh, all my, you know, heaven comes all at once. Here it was. It's just glorious to be able to sing out God's praise in church. We were made to do this, weren't we? Yeah. We weren't made to have mass song, not to sing. You know, the good news is for singing, it's for telling, isn't it? We were made to be people of joy, yes. people who overflow with love and joy in Christ, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> Paul wants us to grasp in this passage that the Holy Spirit makes all of God's blessing real to us. Verse 3. Um, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Wow. You could camp out in that verse for a week, couldn't you? Now, the phrase every spiritual blessing can be translated and should be translated more literally as spirit blessings or blessings of the spirit. Right. All of the blessings of God are real to us through the Holy Spirit in us. You only experience these blessings through the Holy Spirit in you. Otherwise, they're just words on a page that you read and go, oh, that sounds good for somebody else. But God wants you to experience the joy and peace and assurance of knowing that you are loved beyond your wildest dreams, of knowing that God loved you so much that he chose you before he created the universe for a relationship with him. He wants you to know that you are forgiven. He wants you to know that you are going beyond this life to heaven and that, that you are guaranteed eternal life. He wants you to know that being a Christian is the best decision you ever made and that your life is filled with purpose, meaning, joy, contentment. It's better than anything else on this planet to know Jesus, right? God wants you to know that. And that's why he's given you the Holy Spirit. If you like, the Holy Spirit brings all of the blessings of God from the spiritual realms of heaven into your life and my life. That's good news, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> We get to we get some of the gifts early, don't we? We get to experience heaven through the Holy Spirit now. We get a foretaste of what will one day be ours in eternity through all of the salvation that Christ has brought to us. So whenever you experience the Spirit in worship in church, you're experiencing a foretaste of heaven. A little tiny taster of what it's going to be like in heaven. That's not bad, is it? So if you think it's good to be in the presence of God this morning and sing, you're going to be doing that for eternity. And it's going to blow our minds of how good that will be, isn't it? <laughs> but there's two blessings that I want us to focus on this morning in verses 13 and 14. First, the, the Spirit seals believers. Um, 
and you were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the, the gospel of your salvation. And having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. This is where I'm so grateful to Alison for her illustration. As you saw, seals uh, would be impressions in wax that would mark something as, as being owned. It could be a letter, but it could also be uh, a, pro a piece of property or an object as being, as being owned by somebody or authentic. So you can see where this is going to go, can't you? Why does Paul use this illustration? Well, Paul wants you and I to know that we have been sealed, marked with the Holy Spirit. Jesus' name is on you if you're a Christian, right? He's marked you, he's sealed you by name. His name is on you. This is such an encouragement, isn't it? Um, you may be the only Christian in your family. You may be the only Christian uh, in your workplace. You may be the only Christian in your school class or university class. Well, Jesus wants you to know this morning that you have been marked with his name, that his seal, his authentic seal, his name has stamped you, has marked you. Um, we live, don't we, in a, in a culture where being a Christian is no longer the done thing. Um, the latest statistics I was reading this morning are the decline of the church in the nation is now such that only or less than 5% of people regularly attend church in our nation. That's shocking. We face increasing hostility to Christian teachings and values in our culture, don't we? What an encouragement it is to us today to know that even if our society doesn't value us as Christians, that God so loves us that he's chosen to put his name, his mark, his seal of ownership on us. As Paul says in Ephesians 1 verse 4, he chose us in him. Wow. God chose you to be a Christian. God chose you to be part of his family. And he's marked you with the seal of his spirit. And he wants you to know that you are so special to him this morning that he's chosen you. He's marked you as belonging to him. He owns you. He loves you as his adopted child. He's adopted you into his family by the spirit of adoption. You are a child of God. Wow. Uh, as Alison said, a seal signifies safety and security. I don't know if you're aware, but the stone that was rolled in front of Jesus' tomb had a, had a masonry name on the front signifying the Roman Empire. And if anybody tampered with, with the stone, it's likely that they would damage the fragile initials of the Roman Empire that was stamped on the front of the tomb. And that if you mess with that tombstone, you were messing with the Roman Empire, right? You weren't just trying to steal a body from a tomb. You would be messing with the might of Rome. And if somebody reported that you had tried to break into Jesus' tomb, you'd be dealing with Caesar and Rome. Never mind the two Roman soldiers that were there. 
guard in the tomb. Only an angel <laughs> would have the audacity to break into Jesus' tomb and roll the stone away, right? There's no way that you could steal that body. The tomb was sealed. It had the authority of Rome behind it. And God wants you to know that his authority is behind you, that he sealed you with his name, put his name on you, the name of Jesus on you, so that if, if anyone tampers with you, if anybody seeks to harm you, if any spiritual power seeks to harm you, they're going to have to deal with Jesus himself, the son of God, the eternal son of God, who is above every other name, will deal with them, demons or otherwise. They will be accountable to Jesus because Jesus owns and has put the mark and name of ownership on each Christian. If you mess with a Christian, you mess with God himself. It is God's hands off to those who would threaten Christians. Nobody can interfere with the eternal inheritance of a Christian, not even death. Not even death. Death for the Christian is the gateway into eternity, right? If anyone tries to harm a Christian, they have to answer to God. That's what the seal tells us. And it also tells us that we are valuable to God. He has bought us with a price. He has, oh, he has named us and he owns us because Jesus has given his life for us. He's paid the debt of sin, death for us. And so God whispers to us constantly that we are his special treasured possession. He's bought us with the price of his own son. He's marked us with the seal of the spirit. Folks, if for whatever reason you don't feel valued this morning, know that God values you because <laughs> he's given his son for you to die for you to seal you with his spirit. He chose you in Christ. You are a treasured possession. You are his adopted child. You are protected, secure in his love. Isn't that wonderful? I don't know what your upbringing was like, what your parenting was like, whether you have self-worth issues, whether the image of father is difficult for you. Maybe it is. Well, I would say to you this morning, know this, you are God's treasured possession and he gave his son for you that's how valuable you are that's how much god loves you take that on board delight in it revel in it enjoy it god wants you to be confident in it and to know it second the spirit acts as a guarantee verse 14 who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who uh, are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Paul uses the word guarantee, which means down payment or first instalment. Um, if you're planning a major holiday, I guess for most of us, that's next year, isn't it? Mm, sorry. <laughs> you, you, often, um, you often put a down payment down, don't you? A first instalment. Um, and that way you can pay, pay it off over the year, can't you? Save up. And... When you book a holiday, COVID aside, <laughs> you, you book it with the hope that one day you will be in that place, enjoying 
the beach or the mountains or wherever it is you like to go. You, you have hope in your heart, don't you, when you put that down payment down. Um, uh, forgive me if you're hoping to go abroad in the next few months. I, I hope this, Austra this um, illustration doesn't fall flat and I don't offend anybody. If you need to go abroad, I hope, and particularly to see family, I hope you can get there as soon as possible. God bless you in that and pray for you to be released to do that. But, you know, we hope to see the people we're visiting. We hope for that holiday, don't we? We anticipate what's to come. And in the same way, the Holy Spirit is God's first installment in us of an eternity to come, isn't he? Um, Jesus died, but he rose again with a brand new resurrected, glorified body. And the hope is that you and I, if we're Christians, will one day be raised up with new glorified, resurrected bodies that won't ever get sick again, won't grow old, won't uh, decay, won't get sick. And the Holy Spirit is God's down payment or first installment in us that we are going to heaven and that we will get new bodies in heaven fit for eternity, right? Everything will be renewed, including our bodies and the whole earth. In the city of ancient Ephesus, a fire was constantly maintained. It was supposed to signify the city's security, that nothing would ever put the fire out, nothing would ever flatten Ephesus. Well, that didn't work out so well, did it? But the Holy Spirit is an eternal flame whose presence guarantees the inheritance of Christians. It's God's flame in us that never goes out, the fire that never dies. Uh, to change the metaphor, the Holy Spirit is like the heavenly bodyguard who has the responsibility of getting the Christian to heaven. He watches over us. He protects us. He ensures our safety until we make it across the finish line and enter into eternity. The Holy Spirit in you and me is evidence that God owns us. We are of such significant value to God that he has stamped us, sealed us, guaranteed us. And the powerful spirit guards us and embraces us in his love and care. When you are under a pressure, you need to remember that you're still under the care and influence of the Spirit. The Spirit is still there. Even though I make my bed in the depths, said David, the Spirit of God is still there. Where can I flee from your presence, says David? Nowhere. We can't get away from him. He's always there. When fear grips us, the Spirit grips us tighter. When we find ourselves struggling, we are for a little while, the Holy Spirit seals us forever. He's the guarantee that we will reach the destination that we're aiming for. He's the one who marks us out as God's special people. He's the one who partners with us, comes and puts his arm around us and comforts us and strengthens us on the journey of faith. He's the one who whispers into your ear and my ear, the Father loves you. You belong to the Father. You are his adopted son. You can't get any more personal and intimate than that, can you? No. Let's pray. I want to pray for anybody on Zoom or in here who's never received the gift of the Spirit because they've never come to Jesus. And then I'm going to pray for all of us. But first, if you're in here or on Zoom 
You can, you can repeat these words after me, either out loud or quietly in your own heart. It's up to you. Um, just maybe you've never received the joy and peace and security of knowing Jesus and of receiving the Spirit. So say this after me. Lord Jesus Christ, I want to know you. And Father, I thank you that you have chosen me in Christ. Jesus, thank you that you died for my sin. Please forgive me for all of my sin. Holy Spirit, come and live in me. Change my heart. Renew me. I want to love and serve and follow Jesus. Come and change me, Holy Spirit. Make me a new person. Amen. And for every one of us here this morning, I just want to pray, Father, for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit in this place today in our lives. Lord, all of us, are invited to know you better, to know you more, to seek more of you, to know more of your love, to know more of your assurance, to know more of your blessing, to know more peace and joy and security in our hearts and lives. So Holy Spirit, we invite you now in the name of Jesus to come and fill us afresh that we might know Father, Son, and Spirit better. So just do that now in the quietness of your own heart. Uh, just, just invite the Holy Spirit to come and fill you afresh that you might know God better and more. Lord, let us know that we are so loved beyond our wildest dreams by you. Let us know, Father, that we belong to you today and for eternity. Holy Spirit, remind us that we've been sealed and guaranteed for eternity. Help us to know that if God is for us, who can be against us? Help us to know more of your love, Father. Help us to know more joy, more peace in our hearts and lives. Help us to delight in you, Lord. Help us to know how much we're loved. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Um, if you prayed that prayer this morning, either tell somebody in here, if you were in here, or if you're on Zoom, why don't you um, uh, text uh, John on the number uh, on the screen that'll come up in a minute, and uh, you can just tell somebody in a breakout room that you've, invited Jesus into your heart. It's always good to 
tell people that you've made this commitment. So I'd invite you to do that. Maybe you just want to tell people on the screen at the end, if you're on Zoom, you just want to do it publicly. But if you want to do it privately and pray with somebody, then uh, please uh, text the number that will come up uh, at the end of the service. And uh, you, can, you can just seal that prayer with somebody. Um, but thank you. Thank you, Martin. Well, so much of what Martin was saying sort of was triggering off um, references to songs in my mind. There's so many that we, we could have closed with. But um, our final song is, is one in which we're just reminding ourselves of that protection that the Holy Spirit um, gives us, the way he overshadows us, his holy overshadowing. Spread your wings of mercy over me.
God, we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we thank you for all that you are, all that you do in our lives, for that protection, that guarantee, that down payment of all that is to come. Lord, may each one of us be fully open to all that your Holy Spirit wants to do in us and through us. Holy Spirit, as we've prayed already, would you come fill each one of us, not for our own sakes, but fill us to overflowing, that your love may flow out to all those who don't yet know you. And it's not a one-off thing, we know that. Holy Spirit, would you remind us day by day to ask you to come and fill us afresh. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Father God, we thank you. Amen. Well, as Martin has said, if you do want to, to tell somebody that uh, you've prayed, or if you would like prayer for anything that has, has arisen from this morning, um, if you're on Zoom, if you call or text John on the number there, if you're in the sanctuary, if you, if you want to, to stay in your seat, there are, there are people who would come and pray with you, if you perhaps indicate that uh, that's what you would like. Thank you for being here this morning. I, I just feel there's been something something special about being all together again and um yeah i don't want to exclude those on zoom because uh, we're all special so thank you for for taking part in the service and um have a good week uh, and you can leave through any of the doors it doesn't have to be this one thank you